That's not my father. It's just my reflection. No. Look hard. You see, he lives in you. I love that movie so much. Um, no matter how old I get, I will always enjoy it. Uh, it just has some really good messages uh, in a regarding relationship and responsibility. Uh, plus, I can really relate to Pumbaa in a lot of ways that I'd rather not talk about right now. So, um, however, as I've gotten older and matured in my relationship with God, uh, when I would watch The Lion King, uh, there are some things that started speaking to me a little bit differently uh, than they did when I was younger, uh, specifically with this scene. And believe it or not, uh, God really used this scene to wake me up one day. Um, uh, I had been in a very dark place in my life, and I wasn't making very good decisions. Uh, and one night, I found myself watching this movie, and when it got to this scene, it was like God was speaking to me, and he, it was like God was saying, remember who you are. You are my son. You have forgotten who you are, and therefore you have forgotten me. Um, I literally had to pause the movie <laughs> because I was in shock. And that may sound silly, but um, my mind was not on God at this moment. You know, I hadn't prayed in a long time. I hadn't spent time in the Word. It, and, uh, and then, bam, this happened. Um, <laughs> And, you know, I've never heard God speak audibly. That's never really happened in my life uh, to me personally. But this was pretty close. And it was in James Earl Jones' voice. So it was serious. Um, but uh, I just, I sat there and, and I thought about what I had just watched. And I realized that that's exactly right. I had forgotten who I was. I had forgotten the identity that God had given me. And I had forgotten who he was and who I was in him. And therefore, I had forgotten my role in the story that he is telling. Now, some of you may be in that place tonight. Um, and every now and then, we need to remember who we are. So tonight, we're going to revisit who God is and who we are to him and what that means for us. So if you would please turn, to your Bibles, or turn in your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Uh, we are going to be reading verses 4 through 9, and it's up on the screen if you don't have your Bibles. 
Um, six, four through nine says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the privilege of uh, being able to get up here and, and, and speak your word. Um, God, I, I pray that you would prepare our hearts for what you are about to say. Um, you have spoken to me deeply just in preparing, and I, I pray that you would speak to all of us tonight in, in just the same way. In your name I pray, amen. Now, to bring some context to this passage, we need to remember that it was written to the nation of Israel as they were about to cross over into the promised land. Uh, and God wants his people to remember just who gave him this land. Uh, he wanted them to remember the things that he'd done in their lives. Uh, he led them out of captivity. He led them through the wilderness. And he provided for them when they had no other way of providing for themselves. Uh, he showed them who he was by doing these things. And before they enter into the land... Uh, God had promised them. He wants them to remember what he had done for them and wants them to pass it along to their children and their children's children. And we have that same calling today. We are called to proclaim who God is. To our children, yes, but to others around us. Um, so, who is God? You know, John Piper stated regarding God's character, uh, what if we were to realize that every sunset viewed Every sexual intimacy enjoyed, every favorite food savored, every song sung or listened to, every home decorated, and every rich moment enjoyed in this life isn't ultimately about itself, but is an expression and reflection of God's essential character. Wouldn't such beauty and desirable reflections mean that their source must be even more beautiful and ultimately more desirable? Now, the first two verses in this passage are known as the Shema. It's considered the greatest commandment. Actually, when Jesus was asked what the greatest commandment was, in Mark 12, 28 through 30, he stated, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Um, however, you must know God to love him and seek after him in these ways. And there are many ways to define just who God is. You know, he is Father. He is the Son. He is the Holy Spirit. He's the judge, wonderful counselor, alpha and omega friend. You know, it, so many words and titles can rightfully describe who God is. Uh, however, tonight, I would like to describe him as author. G.K. Chesterton said, I had always felt life first as a story. And if there is a story, there must be a storyteller. I think we can all admit that life is like a story. It doesn't really come at us like a math equation. It comes at us like a story does, scene by scene. Um, and all of, all of us are story formed. You know, there, there, there's a story we believe that shapes the world uh, for us. It shapes good. It shapes evil. 
It shapes what's right and what's next in our lives. And anthropologists say that 70% of everything we learn, we learn through story. And we are wired uh, to be shaped by it. And God is all about story. <laughs> the greatest story ever told. And I'm not just talking about the Bible. I'm talking about um, right now. You know, you and me, we are living in the same story that we read and study through daily. Um, and I think we forget that sometimes. You know, I, it's very easy to forget that in everyday life, just going through the motions. Uh, I think we forget just how exciting the reality of that fact truly is. And God is a storyteller. He is the storyteller. And he's telling a grand masterpiece that we are a part of. And however, unlike any human author, God is the most personal and intimate storyteller there is. He loves you more than you could ever imagine. And more than you could ever hope, he is someone who knows everything there is to know about you and chases after you daily no matter what you've done or what you haven't done. God is the only author who has entered his own story to save the ones who hated him. He's the author and the hero of the story in which we are living. So, in getting a brief glimpse of who God is, we come to the question of who we are. So, but before we talk about who we are to God, we need to talk about who we were. And most stories have a damsel in distress uh, that has fallen prey to the villain of the story. The damsel is helpless and innocent uh, and awaits the hero to charge the gates of the villain's haunted castle slay the dragon, and rescue this damsel, leading to a happily ever after. Now, some people will say that that is the role that we play in the story, and they are dead wrong. Uh, we are not the damsel. We were the traitors of the story. Uh, we were the ones who joined the villain because, like the villain, we wanted to tell our own story. We wanted to tell the story ourselves, and we didn't want to take direction from anyone. We wanted to rule over our own destiny, and in doing so, we royally screwed everything up. Um, but instead of what we would normally think should happen to a traitor in a story, God, being the most lovely, loving, uh, gracious storyteller there is, wrote a new chapter that gave us all a new identity. He threw in the biggest twist you would ever find in any story out there and redefined who we are. He turned traitors into heirs. And God is the one who gives us our identity, not ourselves, not our successes or careers, not our spouses, not our kids, not our hobbies. You know, we turn to so many things to find who we are, and none of them can fulfill that longing. And I love the saying, that hits you right in the American dream. You know, because we live in a country where you pull yourself up from your bootstraps and you redefine who you are all on your own. We worship that idea here in America. You know, and, and that is an idol. God is the only one who tells you who you are. Anyone else, including yourself, just won't fulfill. And it will leave you only longing for more. Now, if you are a follower of Christ... If you are a child of the king, 
you've, you've gone from enemy to the most intimate friend and king in the universe. Now, let, let your imagination run away with that uh, statement for a minute, because it is so easy for that to become normal, you know, especially if you've heard it all your life. It can become mundane and repetitious. You know, like rich, rich spoiled brats. We say, yes, I know, I'm a child of the king, blah, 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 blah. I've heard that all my life, especially if you've grown up in church. Uh, it's so easy to fall in that trap. But wake up from it. Wake up from the mundane. Feel the weight of the fact that the creator of the universe, the one who governs all things, is in love with you. He died for you so you could come be with him and live life to the fullest for eternity. That is the story he is telling. And that is the role you have in this story. This is who we are. So, what do you do about it? What's next? That's where the greatest command comes in. I'm going to read this one more time. Uh, you shall love the Lord your God with, your, uh, oh, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house. When you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise... You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Now, for most people, life is like a movie that they've walked into 45 minutes late. In Lord of the Rings, one of the best stories I've ever read, one of the best stories I've ever seen, um, (laughs) two hobbits... Uh, we follow two hobbits who journey through uh, a story full of danger and wonder. Uh, a journey that leads them to the darkest, most evil place on earth, uh, where they will try to save the world. Uh, and it's around this time in their journey where Sam, one of the hobbits, uh, personally my favorite character in the story, um, says, I wonder what sort of tale we've fallen into. That is a great question. And it is one that everyone is asking. And it is a question that some of us have the answer to. And if you are a follower of Christ, you have that answer. This past Sunday, uh, Luke talked uh, a great deal about the calling of the mission. Uh, As Christ followers, we are bound to accomplish a mission uh, that God has called us to. You were to tell others about this story. Teach this story to your children. Talk about this story as you sit at home with your family or your friends. Meditate on this story when you're alone. Spend time in the Word. Pray through Scripture. Dive so deeply in God's Word that you know it as if it was written on your hand. Now, people would literally have a leather case called a frontlet attached to their foreheads and it would contain scripture in it, so they would continuously be reminded of it. Now, don't, you know, it would be a little weird in our culture if you were walking around with a big case on your forehead. Um, but you may not be able to do that, but you can study the scripture uh, with that sort of passion. You know, we should, we should be so excited about this story in which we live that we can't shut up about it. 
we are called to engage. We're called to engage our neighbors across the street, and we are called to engage uh, the, un- the tribes of undiscovered people groups across the world. And we are called to intelligently and intentionally share this wonderful story um, with those around us. And if you are a Christ follower, that is what you are called to do. As Christians, that is what we are called to do. And if you are not doing that, then you have forgotten who you are. You know, tonight, if you are a believer who doesn't engage your surroundings uh, and share the gospel with others, you need to remember who you are. You need to wake up and take this seriously. Lives are literally at stake, guys. I think we forget that sometimes. Um, and this story is worth sharing. It's, it's the true meaning of life, and we must treat it as such. If you're not a believer, if you are asking the same question that Sam asked in the shadow of Mordor, uh, I challenge you to start asking questions. Start asking questions about who God is. Why are we here? You know, start challenging what defines you and don't check your mind at the door. You know, God will show you a deeper meaning of life. Uh, it, it, so much so that you've never imagined before. And I know this, guys. I, I, I did it. You know, I... I grew up in church, and so I knew all the right answers. I knew exactly what to say, and I knew exactly what the Bible said. But when I graduated high school and I was forced into uh, the college world where other people were telling me what I believed was completely wrong and incorrect, and here's why. Uh, you know, They had reasons to back up why they didn't believe what I believed, and I didn't have reasons to back up why I believed what I believed. <laughs> Um, and that shook me to the core. And so I started asking the hard questions. And I challenge even those of, uh, those of you who are believers, if you don't know why you believe what you believe, start asking questions. Start seeking. God will give you the answers, or he will give you peace in the answers you can't find. Now, tonight, as we pray after this, uh, no matter where you are with God, I want you to truly examine yourself. Ask God to show you who you are and where you go from here. Let's pray. Father, right now as we focus on uh, you and where we stand with you uh, and as we worship you, God, I pray that that you would start stirring in in us uh, questions and, and, and a yearning to seek you more and to tell others about who you are. To reawaken our meaning in life. And that is to share you with others. And God, I pray that as we leave tonight, that that would not just die at the door. That we would carry this with us. That, we, that you would continuously just pick at our brains and at our hearts until... We just can't help but seek you constantly. In your name I pray. Amen.